Welcome to the Living and Thriving with a Chronic Illness podcast. You'll be joining Smiling Sonia on her daily morning walk. She shares information and personal insights into her own journey managing flare-ups of her condition, Molloray's meningitis. Good morning, smiling Sonia here. It's Sunday, the 11th of October, 2020. Today, I'm going to be talking about the money system that I use, I guess, to manage my money. <laughs> okay. um, there's a number out there, but I'm going to share with you the one that I use. But before I get into that, just checking in, really. Uh, So, a bit of a catch-up. So, over the last week, I haven't come out on my walk consistently every day. So, that will show up, I guess, um, as each podcast is published. I haven't put pressure on myself which I have done in the past, to get out in the morning and get that walk in. I have been sort of listening to my body, and I think I've been saying that. I didn't go out walking yesterday. Saturday is my shopping day. The last couple of Saturdays, I've spent the whole afternoon and evening horizontal. I thought that might happen again yesterday. I had the idea of doing some decorating because of the house, of course, and selling, etc. Said to myself, "Mm, why not make Saturday a rest day and then Sunday see how I feel? So I just kept it really low key. I I worked on my project. I did some (laughs) organising, in fact. I'm organising around my, my, my side hustle project, I guess, my Freedom at 55 project, the podcasts. I'm about two months ahead in terms of publishing my podcast episodes. And I don't really, I don't do much planning other than I come out walking and I talk <laughs> and then I, I, pub, I, you know, I, I, I send it, I email it to myself because I learnt a lesson there, email it to myself so it's <clears throat> I guess there in the cloud somewhere and then um, each Sunday it's been, but I did this yesterday, I schedule seven episodes in advance. I'm using the Anchor platform. So I found myself doing that yesterday because I was organising. I've been recording all these episodes. I come out in the morning. Sometimes I have a clear idea about what I'm going to talk about. Other times I don't. (laughs) It's literally on the fly. 
and what comes into my head. But as I'm going along, I then, if I start to talk about a subject, I'm wondering, have I already spoken about that? So I decided yesterday, having thought about it for a while, to open up my spreadsheet and start listing all the episodes I have recorded already. I've only got up to 50 (laughs) and I've definitely done probably come up to 100. I realise how important it is to be organised as early as possible. (laughs) So if I was starting this again, I would probably do things a bit differently, but I was just doing, and I think sometimes we can procrastinate on trying to organise things and never actually get started. So I just got started, and I may be catching up, but at least it's there. So I'm listing them, um, date that I actually recorded them, (laughs) and then obviously scheduling them for a date in the future oh my gosh but also the challenge has been in those early ones what did I talk about (laughs) now more recent episodes what I've been doing is once I finish talking I obviously save it and I use an app called web.com on my phone I then email it to myself and in the body of the email I make some quick notes type some quick notes in about what I covered sometimes that's detailed sometimes that's not so detailed because actually (laughs) sometimes I have difficulty remembering you know I might have an idea about the gist of things. Even by the time I get to the end, I think, what what were some of the things I talked about? Especially if I kind of moved around a bit. But anyway, so it's taken longer for those earlier ones because when I've been scheduling them, I've had to re-listen to some of them. Yes, listen to myself speaking. And then kind of put something in the description now now that I've hit 50 (laughs) from around 50 I've got some idea because I've actually either recorded it put it put it in the email or I use my notes and I use the mic and that's actually that's the best the best ones of where when I stopped talking I've just literally gone into notes and just spoke out some of the things that I said. So that's helped me in organising things. So it it also led me to thinking that, oh, I could, I could start planning what I could talk about in advance. (laughs) Okay, and I guess this is how things we grow. And... I like the idea, I guess, of just being spontaneous and just 
talking about stuff. But I think as I complete this list and I see what I've been talking about, I, I'll it'll probably trigger ideas of things I would like to talk about and then create a list of possible subjects. So there you go. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's what I was doing yesterday. And obviously that's linked to this this podcast. So um, I was keeping to the path, but I'm actually going to come up here. Because there's a few people around. I just saw a few people doing a sort of it looks like a photo shoot so it's lovely this morning I'm a bit overdressed though <laughs> I feel quite warm okay so I wanted to share my money system with you I am I do love tools oh, decided to follow me I do love tools using tools okay i love the physical tools as well as the virtual tools so very much into diy so i have a good a good um what i say array of um diy tools uh, that i use when i'm doing stuff well, over the years i haven't done as much these days but although i've been doing a little bit more recently so i love love tools and it's actually, it was several years ago, so <clears throat> actually more than several years ago, when I first started on the personal development path, uh, one of the first, sort of, I guess, mentors I took on board was a guy called Jim Rohn. He's sadly passed away now. And I, I guess you'd call him a business philosopher, definitely a motivational speaker and I was inspired by what he talked about and there was an idea that um, I learned from him and that 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 idea was that to live to live on 70% of your income and the 30% give it away okay. so his, his goal was to earn enough money so that he only needed to live on 70% of his income and 30% he could give away and I love love the idea I fell in love with the idea of being able to do that you know, being able to to live in that way and be able to give give financially to good causes, I guess. So although I learned that concept about 20 years ago, 20 or more than 20 years ago, and obviously at various times I've attempted to, to get there, but focused on increasing my income, but didn't really understand the the side of actually spending less and living within my means. And so I got into such financial trouble, as I've mentioned before. 
I later uh, came across another, again, motivational speaker uh, and somebody who sort of teaches in the world of business, a guy called T. Harv Ecker. And I, I went to uh, a seminar, <coughs> excuse me, free seminar of his, and I learned about his six-jar system. Okay. Six-jar system. And I was so taken by it that I came home straight away and started to implement it. I mean, there were, there were a number of systems out there. I've more recently come across another system, which is the 50-30-20 rule. And in that system, you live on 50%. 50% covers your needs. 30% covers your wants. And 20% you... Is it you give, give away, do you? Give to charity? Yeah, I think it's something like that. I can tell. I've not used it. I've come across it. <clears throat> I'll probably look into it a little bit more. But the system I use is called the six-jar system. So I'm going to make an attempt to share it with you. And much as uh, you learn from me, oh, it's really buddy is that I, I will collect up these systems and tools and strategies. I will implement them. And there's, a, there's, always, a, there's always a lot of falling off the wagon. <laughs> but I, I tend not to give up. I tend to keep, keep doing it, but keep but tweak. Because I'm always I'm, I'll be looking at other things as well. And so this is, this is kind of the basis although I do not follow it in terms of the percentages, but the idea is what I follow, and as I explain, you'll see. So, it's called the six-jar system. And when you think about six jars, the idea is that when you get paid your money, okay, so when money comes to you, so for me, money comes to me through my salary. I, I work. But money comes to you. And so you've paid, tax has been paid, insurance, all that stuff has come out. So this is the money you get in your hand. Okay. And the, the principle behind it as well is about paying yourself first. Okay, so I think that was a principle that I learned about paying myself first. Wish I'd learned this when I was a kid. Paying myself first. So, so at the point at which my salary is paid into my account, I pay myself first uh, using this system. Okay. So six jars. So I don't physically. Well, actually, when I I did physically have create six jars when I did this many years ago. But these days, <coughs> you have to think about it in terms of your bank account. So 
I have uh, one account that I do this in. You might want to do it across several accounts, but one account. And <clears throat> because of the way that banks have changed now, I will, I've been able to create these pots in this account. So I have these six pots. Good morning. I have these my six pots in this account. So jar number one, or pot number one, is called your necessity jar. I'm going to stick to jars because you can picture, you can picture that. So picture this jar and it's called your necessity jar. And as, as the, the word suggests, what comes, what comes out of that really is all your necessary bills, expenses, okay? Mortgage, rent, gas, electric, water, etc., etc. So I have a budget. And so I know how much money that necessity jar needs. Yeah. So I, I've earmarked. I, you know, I tell my money what to do. I do have a budget, so I tell my money that you are going to stay in a necessity jar. And in actual fact, that necessity jar, which is my account, is where, where my money gets paid into. So I just call that the necessity. Okay, so I make sure that there's enough in there to just cover my expenses. Now, I'm going to start paying <laughs> myself. So, oh, just to say, just to... That necessity jar, uh, they suggest 55% of your income. Okay, 55% of your income. Now, when I started, <laughs> there's no way, it was probably like 85% <laughs> because of what I was spending on. And, uh, and so I had to divvy up the rest. So that first jar is 55%, which means you're left with 45%. So you've got five jars across 45%. Four jars are 10% each, and one jar is 5%. Okay? Maybe I should have said that before. Okay? 55% for your necessity. So that's all your expenses, including debts. <laughs> and then 45% again across the next five jars, which I'm going to explain to you now. So my first one is called the financial freedom account so that's my financial freedom jar and for me that was an opportunity to, to to put some money aside um thinking about investing in the future okay so whether that's investing in a business investing in um real estate in property whether that's investing in stocks and shares so and so that that was literally not to be touched at all so freedom 
freedom so that's your freedom in the future for you know financial freedom so that go in there not to be touched okay and that's 10% goes into that jar the next one was called the long term savings okay long term savings and so in that long term savings jar goes <clears throat> money for if you want to buy a car you know so 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 those large items that you you want to to buy sometime in the future you know wanting to buy a house in the future anything like that so where so the idea it's called long-term savings so it's items that's going to take you maybe months or years to accumulate the money in order to buy the item so long-term savings and that's another 10 percent then you've got education i love this education jar and the education jar really is that we, we need to be constantly learning um developing and you know often we don't we don't attend a training or go to a conference or seminar which we'd love to do or we'd like to do a course because we want to retrain but we we don't have the money so this is you saying to yourself i'm going to invest in my edu- my continued education and i don't think it ever stops and so 10% goes in that jar Right, we've got 15% left. Now, the next jar. This, this, is, this, is, this is a jar that challenges me. <laughs> it wouldn't challenge everybody, but it does challenge me. But it's, it's great. It's, it's like the jar that I need. Okay, it's the jar that I need. And that's a play jar. Yay! <laughs> Some of you will say yes. Now the idea of the play jar is each month, okay? <clears throat> so if you know, at the beginning of the month, you your money comes in and you're assigning you're assigning your money to do different jobs. Okay? Right, okay, yeah. I've got to live so I've got to pay my house stuff, car or public transport, whatever. Yeah, I need to be thinking about my financial future and investing in the future. Yeah, I'm going to be needing to buy maybe some furniture at some point or a new car. Okay. All right, yes, I need to be educating myself um, continuously. Uh, no excuses. Yeah. It's all, you know, a bit boring at the moment. And then you come to the play jar. (laughs) And the play jar is used very differently to the other jars. Because the idea behind the play jar is that the money you put in there at the beginning of the month or when you get paid you can blow it by the end of the month. 
okay. I, I, I guess a bit like the necessity jar, where actually the money's going to be blown on expenses. But this play jar, you use it for whatever you want. And you can use every single penny of it. The idea is, actually, that you do use every single penny of it. And I, I really understand the psychology behind this. Because you tend to have... There's more than two types of people. But you'll have those people who like spending. <laughs> and you'll have those people who like saving. Guess what? I like saving Okay, so there's are two extremes. Now, if you're somebody who likes spending money, um, if you're having to restrict yourself from spending, there's going to be a point at which you have to feel really fed up and you go out and you just blow a ton of money on something. And you probably end up spending more than you would have if you had been able to kind of just, you know, generally be able to spend a bit of time. So this is saying like look, every month you've got some play money that you can, you can spend to your heart's content. And you don't have to feel guilty about it or anything. Now for those of us who like to save <coughs> and don't like spending uh, again <coughs> excuse me actually it is important to be able to spend on things that bring you some some joy uh, and I say, I say that I find this challenging because my play jar is not empty. <laughs> My play jar is very full, actually. And I think in the early days when I implemented this strategy, I did, and the amounts I was putting in on a monthly basis, which was tiny, I was able to spend. And I, I kind of pushed myself to spend it so that it felt okay to spend money but it was in a very managed and controlled way uh, and, and back then when I started as I said I think 80-85% was going to necessities so it's literally you put in 1 or 2% into these other jars and that's why I, I love the system because it doesn't matter where you are even if it's just pennies you can put in those other jars there's something magical that happens when you start just doing that, you start from where you are and you just put pennies and then you can say, right, I can increase that next month. I can increase that. And it makes such a difference. So the play jar, really important jar. And what it does mean is when I, even now, so if I'm thinking, oh, I'd, I'd like to do something. When before I stop myself, I say, wait a second, Sonia, you've got your play jar. You have got money in your play jar. You can spend that 
£10, £20, £30 actually, on something that you like and you want. And you can spend it without feeling guilty. So you, I think with any of these things, you have to find a way that it works for you. So I do love the play jar. And when I've explained this system to other people, they love the play jar too. And then the last jar, so the play jar 10%, the last jar is called giving. And, and that's really, uh, you know, some people, they tithe, um, want to give to charity, etc. And uh, gifts. So for me, um, that jar has a number of um, jobs. <laughs> it's my, it's my, for giving towards charity, and it also is my jar for where I save up to give to buy gifts, presents. Okay, so that's got kind of a, a, a multifunction, but it is about giving. Okay, so that's that's a system that I follow, and the six jar system. Now, as I said, I, I when I started following that several years ago, I did it quite strictly, and I worked out percentages based on the situation I was at the time. And and over the years, uh, especially over the last few years, I when I when I saved up my emergency fund, my starter emergency fund of one thousand pounds, it was. It was separate to these. It was separate to those uh, jars in a completely separate account. So, what I still follow um, the same behaviour each month. Well, I might be a bit late some months, but each month in paying into those jars. <laughs> the, my 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 system is actually got quite complicated. But as I said, I will I will find the system, use it. So until I understand it and then look at kind of where I, where, where I struggle with that and then I, I look at other areas and kind of really morph things, morph things in. So I have that system and I couldn't tell you what the percentages are at the moment. I might, I might check that out. I might have a look, check the sentence, the, check that out. But going back to that very first idea about living on 70% of my income so that uh, 30% I can give away, I, I think more recently what I've decided is that I want to be able to live on 65% of my income, 65% of my income, and so the rest, because of the age I am, and I, you know, I have this, so my vision is to live in a beautiful home in 
an area that I love that gives me access to maybe woods like this. Uh, I'd love to be near water. It doesn't have to be the sea. It could be a river. And that I don't have to pay rent or mortgage. Okay, so I'm living rent and mortgage free. <clears throat> because if I'm living rent and mortgage free, it will mean that 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 money I can direct somewhere else. And I'd love, I'd really, really love to be able to be <clears throat> investing in um, opportunities to, to help people in some way. Good morning. Good morning. There's a little branch that I slipped on. So, yeah, so... <clears throat> and I love... You know, a confession here. There's that children's rhyme. The king is in the count, is counting house, counting out his money. Uh, actually, this links into something else I was thinking about this morning, about mindset, about money mindset. And I think that, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> our money mindset has a lot to do with our relationship with money and I know that over the years I've had a very negative uh, mindset about money very much um, lack lacking Uh, so because of that it has influenced you know how I feel about money and my behaviour and I think has led to me making some poor financial decisions. Uh, over the last few years, it's been, I've been working on it for years, but probably more over the last few years, <clears throat> I've really managed to turn around that lack to having a more abundant mindset about money. And because of life experiencing experiences believing that actually when I need the money you know when I'm when I'm in a situation uh, that I need to, to, to resolve or so it gets sorted out in the end more recently I was having a negative I was having negative feelings about money um, especially in relation to um, my current divorce and and that that stopped me from having conversations that I needed to be having about it and that um, that mindset I know was holding me back it really was holding me back and last week there was a real shift real shift and I kind of just let go <clears throat> And I've been working on it. I've been working on it, and I, I knew that I was in this frame of mind, and it was affecting me negatively. But it was proving very difficult to shift. But I, and it's a process, and I think it is a process. And so I think because I've been working on it, 
last week I finally got to a point where I was able to let go of this this scarcity mindset around this particular area in my life. And at the point at which I, I let go, and I truly let go, I was able to have a conversation which was a very positive conversation, more than positive. Um, and it just left me feeling so much lighter. So I do think that there is something about uh, mindset. And although I had these, this, this strategy <laughs> that I just shared with you, this, uh, this tool, uh, this way of managing my money, my mindset has not been in the right place to really utilise it and make it work for me. So it's, that's why it's not really until the last few years that my financial situation has literally gone in the, just turned a full 360 degrees you know in such a short time there's no <clears throat> to tell you the truth in a few years ago if you told me that I would be in the financial situation that I'm in now and I'm not saying that I'm rich or anything like because I'm not but the financial situation where and, and this is what I I I came up with yesterday where I feel financially stable, okay, with the peace of mind that I have enough savings to cover any emergency and my financial future. And a few years ago when my partner and I, and I agreed to, to split after 20 plus years, I was really worried about money. I was worried about my health, worried about my money. You know, I've got this chronic illness. I'm going in and out of hospital. I'm now going to be on my own. What's going to happen when I retire? Will my pension be enough? Okay. So I was in that situation where I was feeling very insecure about money. Very, at that particular time, very insecure about money because I didn't have any savings. If, you know, and I was in, felt at that time because, you know, the house is going to have to be sold, blah, blah, blah. You know, that there's this emergency situation. Um, and how was I going to deal with it? And obviously, also, my ex-partner leaving the home was just going to be me managing the finances and covering all the bills. All the bills. I had covered most of them, but I was kind of covering all of them. And uh, so they felt like there was no buffer if something happened. And I was looking, you know, looking at my future. The financial future that I thought I was going to have was going to drastically change. <laughs> okay, drastically change. So I was, it was all about scarcity, <laughs> not having enough, as fear, anxiety, 
compare that to where I am now, three years. So three years ago, in that place, there's no way that somebody would have said to me, Sonia, you are going to be financially stable. You're, you're going to have peace of mind. You're not going to be worrying uh, about whether or not you can cover an emergency. Okay? Last year, I bought my car cash. You know, small, you know, just a small second-hand car. <laughs> I wouldn't have been out of my emergency fund <laughs> and been able to top it up again. You know, and I have to pause because I'm allowing that to sink in. And uh, kind of in tears, my really, because you can be in a place where you actually think there's no way it can change. You know, uh, I've made such bad decisions in the past. I'm at an age where it's too late. And it's not. It doesn't matter what decisions you've made in the past. It's not too late to start now. And as I said, you know, with the money system, (laughs) I started it a number of years ago, but I just didn't give up on it. And I started from where I was, and I literally... um, (laughs) just putting a few pounds in each of the pots and I started it with my son actually I got him I actually got him to to get six jars and uh I said when you get your birthday money and stuff actually I might think I might yeah well I'm I'm teaching him about emergency fund at the moment but maybe I'll go back to him about that but uh yes maybe I will and and I was getting him to break up his money into the jars. Because I thought, it's not too too young for him to be putting a bit of money in in his education jar. Putting money in his giving jar. And he, he loved the idea of the play jar. <laughs> of course he would. Ooh. That was a good walk this morning kind of brings everything up (laughs) yeah just walked into something there okay looking forward to breakfast (laughs) I I I did I did my version of um, Jamaican fried dumplings last week and I put them straight in the oven not quite work and I put too much salt in so having another go I'm not giving up having another go today Somebody made a suggestion about putting putting them in the frying pan first. I'll just use some fry light, whatever, and then putting them in the oven because they just didn't look right. So I'm going to do that this morning. Eggs and beans, yay! <laughs> okay, I whatever you're doing today, and whenever you're listening to this, whether in the morning, the afternoon, or the evening. Uh, you know, if you've got some ideas, maybe you've been, you've already got a system or something that you've been doing. It doesn't have to be in the field of money anywhere. Because as you know, I, I always start small. Start with what I can 
deal with, even if it feels like it's not a challenge. It doesn't have something doesn't have to be challenging to be making progress. You don't have to have pain to make progress. Okay. Okay. You take care. Bye for now.